Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. I hope you all have been enjoying this series on tackling teaching challenges with faith and hope. What we're doing in this series is laying the groundwork for how we should be thinking about challenges so that in future series we can apply them to specific situations. So this is the final episode in this series. And today we're talking about if we trust God, what do we do with that? How does what we believe work out in practice. And if you recall previously in the series, we talked about how important it is to trust God and surrender, how we should be viewing trials and sufferings in terms of the big picture of scripture, how we need to find our identity and worth in Christ. And then last week with Ellie Holcomb, how we can use scripture to fight back lies. But here's the question. If we are trusting God and we are using scripture to think correctly, or at least as much as we can, Does that mean that we just sit back and say, well, I'm just trusting God to take care of this challenge and I'm just going to sit and wait on him? The answer, typically no. Okay, let me make this more specific. Let's say you say, you know, I'm having a challenge in my classroom management. I'm having behavior issues with a certain child or I'm having academic issues where my students are really struggling to get this. I have an interpersonal issue, whatever it is. So that's the question. If I am trusting God, does it mean I just sit back and do nothing? Now, there are perhaps moments where God does direct us to do nothing or areas where honestly it's out of our hand and literally the only thing we can do is work ourselves into a frenzy. But in many cases, there are things we can do and that we should do. And that doesn't mean that trusting trusting God doesn't mean necessarily and most often that we just do nothing. What we should be doing is seeking solutions and taking the next steps as God reveals them to us, trusting him as we take those steps and also trusting him to reveal the next steps. One example I see of this in scripture, I see two two examples came to mind. I'm sure there's so many more. One was when Abraham was asked to offer Isaac upon the altar. Uh, He said, you know, God, he told Isaac, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. He was trusting God. Elsewhere in scripture, it says he trusted that God would even raise Isaac from the dead if necessary. So he trusted that God was going to work, but that he didn't just sit there and do nothing. God had told him to do something. And so he did the things that God told him to do up until the very moment where God intervened. He just did the next step, the next step, the next step. Uh, And that's an incredible example to us. Another example is of Esther when she was going to the king. She prayed. She had all of all. She prayed for three days and fasted. And she had all of her, you know, handmaidens and asked all the Israelites to pray and fast. But then God had she had confidence that this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, Mordecai to get in the direction. You need to go to the king. So she didn't just say, I'm going to pray and ask God to intervene and then not take the step that had been in front of her that she knew she was supposed to do, right? So she prayed, she trusted God, 
with her very life. And then she took the step. So I think those are just a couple examples of people that said, yeah, I'm trusting God every step, but I'm taking the step in front of me. They're not mutually exclusive. So let's kind of make this practical. What does this look like? Let's say, I want you to think of a specific challenge right now. If you think of it um, in light of this, this will really be helpful for you, okay? So first step, start by choosing to trust God and surrendering to him. This was all we, what we talked about in episode one of this series, right? How we need to trust God, choose to surrender the results to him. So let's make this really practical. Let's say that I'm having um, issues with a relationship with one of my students, and it's just really bad. It's causing tons of tension. Um, there's re- really butting heads. So I start to I try say, God, I'm trusting you with this relationship, and I'm surrendering it to you. Um, I'm trusting that even if this relationship stays sour, that I'm going to trust you in that, but I'm going to pray for you to turn it around. So you trust and surrender, okay? Number two, seek out solutions. Just because you're trusting that God is going to work doesn't mean that you don't seek out any solutions or try to change anything, okay? It is wise to look for advice and counsel. That is a wise thing to do, as revealed over and over in Proverbs. Uh, The internet, of course, is a wonderful source of collected wisdom. It also is a source of a lot of folly, but you can find a lot of wisdom on the internet. But don't neglect actually talking to people in real life, okay? Um, Administrators, pastors, friends, spouses, whatever it is. These are often the means God uses to direct us. So don't miss the fact that God often uses wise counsel to show us the next step. That wise counsel is often how God leads. And there's many verses in Proverbs that speak to the importance of counsel. Just one, Proverbs 15, 22, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Um, So in my example of having a really difficult interpersonal issue, I might go to a pastor or a counselor and say, I'm really struggling. This is why I'm struggling. This is what I'm dealing with. Do you have any advice? Or I might go to an administrator and say, or I might talk to a former teacher and say, how did you handle the relationship with this student? You know, and, and get some advice that is wise to do. So number one, start by choosing to trust God and surrendering. Number two, seek out solutions and ask wise counsel. Number three, ask good questions and pray about them. So us thinking about, this is one thing, when we are trying to figure out solutions and considering it in our own mind, that is best done in an attitude of prayer where we're asking ourselves the questions, but we're also asking God. Here are some key questions you could ask. What is the cause behind this issue? Am I thinking right about this? Should I be thinking differently? How would God have me respond? What examples do I see in scripture? So those are, I'm going to have a couple more questions, but just to pause there and go with our example where we're talking about this interpersonal issue with a student. I might be thinking, man, you know, I'm not thinking right about this. I'm all upset about me and how I feel. I need to be caring for the student. Or I might say, you know, God has called me to forgive and forgive and forgive. Or, you know, God has called me to hold, you know, whatever, whatever is revealed, whatever the situation is, you might realize, yeah, there's scriptures that speak exactly to bearing with one another. You know, there are there's scriptures, uh, scriptures that speak directly to the fact that I need to love this person or I need to be patient or kind or whatever it is. So those things can come to mind and help us know how I should be. Uh, Here's another question that that is great, kind of an all-purpose question. How can we dot, dot, dot? 
That is a great question because a lot of times when we're facing with an issue, it's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Or like, this is never going to work. Like we have all those negative thoughts. And when you ask the question, how can we, and then fill in whatever result you're hoping to get, your mind comes up with different answers when you ask good questions. So that's a good question. How can we is a really great question. Another question, and this doesn't apply in every situation, but it does apply in some. What would this look like if it were easy? That one might not apply quite as well to the example we're giving, but if you're dealing with something where it's like, okay, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can I arrange this or what what kind of procedure would make sense or like how can I get my students more engaged, like whatever it is, asking what would this look like if it were easy, once again, opens up your mind to different possibilities. So when you are doing this and you're thinking and praying about these questions, uh, your mind is opening up and then the prayer invites God into the process and uh, invites him to speak into your heart. So, so far we have number one, choose to trust God and surrender to him. Number two, seek out solutions and wise counsel. Number three, ask good questions and pray about them. Number four, do the next right thing. I love this. I found this helpful over and over and over. The thing is, we often know for almost any challenge, we often know at least one or two things that we can and should do. Almost always, there's at least one thing that we're like, yeah, I can do that. Or yeah, I should do that if we stop and think. But what often gets us stuck is that we're worried because we don't know steps three, four, five, ten, whatever else. Right. So we're like, okay, you know, I really know I should be more kind. And I really know, you know, this, you know, in my example I'm giving, but I don't know if that's going to work or I don't know what happens next or I don't know what else to do. I don't know if that's enough. But or sometimes on more complicated questions, it's like, you know what? I really do know I should start out with this and this, but I don't know what happens after that. After that, it gets really messy, especially when we're like taking a leap of faith on something or God's called us into a new area. We might go like, I know how to get started, but I don't know the steps after it. But the reality is that God rarely reveals the entire path to us at once. So we have to stop getting so hung up on this. Rather, we need to focus on what has God revealed to me. And sometimes he's revealed to us specific action steps. Other times he's revealed to us through scripture attitudes we should have or something we should pray about or whatever the case. So when God has revealed something to us or we see something in scripture, which means God has revealed it to us because it's in scripture, then we should focus on doing that next thing, taking that next action, and then trusting God that as I do this, he will reveal the next step after that. So here we go. Start by trusting God and surrendering. Remember, number two, seek solutions. Number three, ask good questions and pray about them. Number four, do the next right thing. And I would encourage you right now, think in whatever situation you're facing, what is the next right thing? Is there something, is there at least one thing I know I should do? Well, let me focus on that and then see what God reveals as after that. And finally, number five, leave the results up to God. This can be really hard because a lot of times, a lot of our stress, though, is connected to the fact that we want a certain result. We really want it to happen. But if we've truly trusted God and we've surrendered, we can rest that the results are his. God doesn't call us in many cases to exact results. God calls us to be faithful and obedient, to do what he's called us to do. 
in so many cases, we do not have control over how things turn out. So we have to trust God with the results and not take on the stress of worrying about them. In our example, we're using where there's a relationship issue with a student. I might know God's called me to you know, be kind and patient and maybe in wise counsel, it's revealed I need to have this certain conversation or I need to pursue this or whatever it is. We are called to take those steps. But that doesn't guarantee that the relationship is going to turn around. I have no idea if the result is going to be incredible or if the result's going to be disappointing or even heartbreaking. But the beauty in this is recognizing God doesn't call me to manufacture a result. That is in his hands. God calls me to be faithful and obedient and do what he has and work out these steps and show Christ to this student. And whatever happens, that's up to God. And there is there is difficulty in that, in that surrender. Again, we're right back. Right back full circle to surrender. There's difficulty in that, but there's also great freedom because we no longer have to stress and worry about whether what we're doing will work because we're simply being faithful step by step and trusting God with the results. You know, this reminded me of the serenity prayer, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Um, And I think that really is just a wonderful prayer. By the way, if you aren't familiar, the serenity prayer, that's just a piece of it. The entire prayer has all kinds of other wonderful insights. And so we'll link to that at teachertheheart.com slash challenges if you'd like to check that out. Let's take a moment right now and pray about this and talk through this with God right now. I want you to think of a challenge um, that you're facing right now, and let's pray about it. Father, we thank you that you are always with us. Thank you for each teacher that's listening. Uh, Thank you so much that you're always with us, and we pray for your guidance. Teachers, take a minute right now and um, tell God that you are trusting him with this issue and ask him to reveal to you what the next steps would be. If you're not sure what next steps are, ask God to put a name on your mind or a a place on your mind where you can go and ask for some advice and counsel. Talk to God about your commitment to take the next step, whether you know what it is right now or whether you're not sure. Um, Ask him to show that to you and then commit to taking that as he reveals it. Talk to God for just a minute about how you are going to leave the results up to him and just be Ask him for help being faithful and then surrender those results to him.
And let's take just a moment to praise God and thank Him for His great faithfulness. Father, you are great and you are good, and we thank you that you are always with us. Pray for guidance, direction, peace, and courage. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We really hope that you guys have enjoyed this inaugural series of this new podcast format. We would love any feedback or ideas or comments or questions, anything that you'd like to share with us at lynda at teachfortheheart.com. And if you have specific things you want us to cover in a future series, uh, we'd love to hear that as well. We're going to be back in a couple weeks. We're going to take a week or two off here for Christmas, and then we'll be back um, in the new year to talk about balance. Uh, that is going to be our next series. It's going to be all about This question of how on earth can we have work-life balance, manage our time, and do it all to the glory of God. So we can't wait to tackle this topic with you. Uh, Before we go, a couple important things to note. First of all, I want to tell you about our discussion question. This is the discussion question that you can answer either at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges or inside our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. It's this. What specific teaching challenge has been most difficult lately? And what does it look like for you to trust God and take next steps in this area? By talking together, we can learn from each other and see more examples of what this looks like worked out in real life. Also want to mention before we go that we have a free webinar. So if classroom management is one of the issues that you've been struggling with, we have a free training called How to Reduce Disruptions Without Yelling, Begging, or Bribing. So if classroom management is an issue, this is one of the places that we pray God will use um, to bring you solutions and next steps. You can get it for free at teachfortheheart.com slash free. That's teachfortheheart.com slash free. All right, guys, hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you back in January for work-life balance, overwhelm, and time management. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.